My name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. We'd love to hear from listeners out there how you're getting on, what you're doing to cope, and what you're drinking. So feel free to get in touch on social media. You can find me at Owen Walsh, or you can send me an email at owen at beercity.brussels. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. You're very welcome to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. I'm delighted to be joined this evening in Brussels remotely by my next three guests. Claire Dalton, co-founder of Dungarvan Brewing Company. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. By Stu McKinley, co-founder of UK, New Zealand, Australian uh, brewery Yeasty Boys. Is that about right, Stu? That's about right, yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And by uh, someone who's almost a semi-regular on the show at this point. (laughs) Uh, listeners will recognize the voice. Uh, M. Sauter, uh, creator of Pints and Panels. Uh, how are you doing, M? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah, things are things are weird, but things are good. Weird but good. I think generally pretty well covers it, yeah. doesn't it? Um, as we kick off the show, uh, what we usually do is go around the room, a remote room or virtual room, however you want to describe it, and ask our guests how they're doing and what they're drinking. M. Since you've been on the show before, you can keep it nice and brief. Uh, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm good. Things are pretty... I mean, we've gotten into a semi-rhythm with how like life is here in America. Um, we're going to work at the brewery, normal. I, during the week, I draw. You know, it's... it's it's. I just can't go run errands. And I've, I think I've said that before. And now, you know, we're just, we're just plugging along my family, which is just myself and my husband and my cat um and i'm drinking uh brewery i work at which is fox farm in salem connecticut makes uh hellas which is one of the best beers that i think we make it's phenomenal uh called the cottage and so i had to crack a can of that we just canned it last week so oh it's delicious it's great you were very generous to bring a couple of cans over when you were in brussels last year and i can attest to the quality of the beer the beer is very very good and we uh for production wise, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we scaled down our production, uh, but we don't have to do that anymore. We've actually scaled back up um, and it's all going into cans and we're selling it out of the back of the farm. And um, it's been really successful and it's been really exciting and we all can keep our jobs and uh, <laughs> which was really nice. So it's been it's it it works you know we're really really lucky that it works so great and we can definitely get into talking a bit more about that because i know we've had a couple of updates from you as to how sort of things are changing in the states at the moment but maybe yeah. i can just bring in claire and ask you claire how are you doing and what are you drinking uh i'm drinking one of our own as well um i grabbed a how's it going because i was at the brewery earlier and saw some loose bottles of it and so that'd be nice for this evening so that's what i'm having um i'm i'm in the shed in the garden at the moment which is actually my husband's office so positioned it for this and i'm kind of liking it <laughs> uh because it's a lovely evening here so i'm looking out and everything hearing the birds but um so yeah so we we are um i suppose semi shut down at the brewery <clears throat> excuse me in that uh, we aren't haven't been producing for the last few weeks now we had a good amount of stock so we still have, have stock out we started selling online and uh, we're still getting stuff out to our wholesalers so but we were over there today kind of looking and, um, you know, we're, we're going to start up brewing again, I think, in the next, in the fairly near future. So looking at what we have and what we need and to start ordering stuff and stuff like that. 
um, the way things went in Ireland, I suppose it was initial two week announcement and then a further. So it was sort of a little day by day initially. So it's only really now maybe that we're kind of looking at longer term and, and how, you know, kind of figure out how things are going to pan out. Yeah, and we can definitely get into sort of what's changing for you guys at the moment as well. Um, but I'll, I'll wrap up this intro and just bring in Stu and ask him how he's doing and what he is drinking. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, again, I think we've got into a pretty good rhythm here as well. We call it a kind of hibernation mode at the moment. So uh, four of the five staff that we have are um, in furlough at the moment. So essentially being paid by the government to kind of semi-holiday and do a bit of homeschooling. Uh, I've got three boys uh, all at home at the moment. Uh, and then my wife and I both work in the business. Uh, we're both furloughed. And um, and we're just yeah doing a bit of homeschooling, walking the dogs, um, probably starting drinking a little earlier in the day than we might normally do, but enjoying some beautiful spring weather. Uh, and I've got a nice spring beer with me today, one of our own again. Uh, it's Rex Attitude, it's uh, 100% heavily peated distilling malt, so it's uh, very, very smoky, kind of like Laphroaig as a beer, if you could imagine that. Uh, okay. 7% and um, a perfect kind of Monday night lockdown beer, I think. Sounds pretty enticing. Um, maybe we can just start then with you, Stu. We, we, as I said, we were before the show exchanging some emails on sort of how you were doing as a business and, and, and what was going into that. Can maybe you give me just a little bit of a background on let's say, when you realised you needed to make some pretty difficult decisions and, and how that went for you guys at Eastie, Eastie Boys? Sure, yeah. It was a really interesting time. I was uh, I was actually, the week before we locked down here, I was over in uh, Florida and then Portland, Maine, uh, first for Cigar City's Hunapu's Festival, where we were supposed to be pouring. That was cancelled. Uh, and then I went up to Portland, Maine to meet a friend who runs a shop up there who had been talking about doing some stuff for um, Eastie Boys in America. Uh, I was supposed to be meeting our old importer as well from the Shelton Brothers, and yeah, and things kind of all went you know south pretty quickly while we we're there. When I landed, uh, they closed off uh, flights coming in from Europe into America, and then by the time I um, got up to Portland, the city was pretty much locked down, and uh, the hotel I was staying in had three people, and there'd normally be sort of five hundred. Uh, so. I, uh, I managed to get an early flight back to the UK, uh, where I'm based these days, and um, my wife met me at the airport and um, brought me home. We decided to take the kids out of school at that stage, and um, and of course, by then, everything was pretty much uh, closed down in London, even though it wasn't officially closed down, people weren't going yeah. anymore. So we started off having kind of daily meetings with the team via WhatsApp, um, just so that we could kind of like... Uh, meander through stuff really we had some bullet points of what we wanted to get through but also just to make sure that everyone was kind of okay um, mentally and uh, and that we were just keeping people up to date day to day with what we were thinking and what we were doing and getting you know their thoughts on what we should be doing as well because um, you know although it was still possible to trade at that stage there's kind of all sorts of um, you know ethical decisions that are going around in your head during that time uh, yeah and we've got a great team we're actually the youngest person in our team's 38, so we're kind of unlike craft beer in general. Um, we're probably a little bit older. Uh, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of life experience and a lot of people have, you know, strong ideas of what we should be doing. So we had some really great conversations and um, and they're all good friends as well. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, we, we've just sort of gone down to the path of, um, of furloughing people. As I say, my wife and I are both furloughed now, so, um, you know, not officially working, but obviously still get a bit of emails and things and check out on what, how things are going. 
we are still doing a little bit of brewing. We just released a new beer today uh, and we've got some others in tank that will be released soon. We're really lucky that we've got quite a lot of customers who are, you know, um, reasonably big purchases uh, and they all buy canned beer. So we had a big skew towards the canned side of things already. Yeah. Although we were focusing on doing a lot more pub trade this year, um, it, it only just started to kick off. So we're not kind of like stuck with a, a thousand kegs like a lot of other breweries potentially are. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's probably been a little bit lucky in some respects. Um, and then, you know, like a really good team who are used to working remotely and things like that already. So, I mean, your team then, are they centralized? I like the UK team, would they be centralized in London? And then are you having to coordinate sort of northern northern southern hemisphere still? Yeah. yeah. How, does that, how is that working out? Exactly that, yeah. So the only person who's not furloughed now is Sam, my co-founder, and he's actually based here temporarily as well so he's employed out of the New Zealand business um, but he's been here for about two years and he's his plan was to leave around the end of this year uh, and he's he essentially like runs you know the wheels that make the, the business tick so um, I do the creative side in regards to brewing and and the words and everything around the business and then my wife does all the artwork um, and then we have a sort of comms and marketing manager Camilla uh, yeah and then uh our sales, head of sales, who's um, based in London. So Camilla and Al are in sort of fairly central. Sam's out in West London, and then my wife and I are in Kent, about 20 minutes southeast of um, of London uh, on the train. So we kind of got the best of, of everything here and the fact that we are close to London when we, we need to be working in there. But right now, at this time when we can't go in there and uh, we've just got to hang out near home, we're right in the country, and it's a sort of pretty idyllic place to be, really. We've got a huge yeah. backyard. I wish we could uh, let people come around and use it because it's uh, it's probably what everyone craves at the moment. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you said you have three boys at home. I imagine having that backyard is essential right now. Totally, yeah, yeah. All three of them are out on a trampoline at the moment. Kinda, they spend sort of three hours a day on there at the moment. Um, they're really <laughs> getting plenty of exercise. And they're not jumping the whole time. You know, they lie down and kind of make up stories and have a good laugh and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they need to get get that energy out of them. We try and separate them a bit too to do, you know, do different activities with them just so they're not in each other's faces all the time. Yeah. But tonight I'm actually based in there. We've just set up like a games room for them because, you know, they're like all teenage kids. They're into PlayStations and everything. And So, um, so we've set up this games room, which has become my office for tonight. But it, uh, <laughs> all this equipment, that's quite technical and I don't know what to do with. Um, but if if I did know what to do with it, I probably would um, would sound a lot better because I'd have like a full headset on and uh, good recording equipment and everything. Um, Claire, I mean, I know every brewery works a little differently, but how how has it been for you um, in Ireland right now? Um, <clears throat> it's as I suppose I said at the initial, um, you know, the initial kind of announcements here and. I suppose going back to earlier in March and um, when the social distancing, I suppose, was coming in and stuff first, we were working around that in the brewery. We're a small team as well. Mm-hmm. And then when the the school shutdown was the first announced, I think that was on Thursday before Paddy's weekend. Um, so that was sort of, oh, but then over over that weekend when the pubs closure, closure sorry, were announced and everything, that obviously changed everything. So we came in the Monday morning and the same as yourself. Um, Stu, kind of, you know, had to, Sort of tell people look there isn't work here you know we don't know what we're doing we were just not producing from there on we were looking at what we had stockpiled for we were literally about to kick off our time of year like between 
Paddy's weekend, Easter coming up. We have a big festival here in our town in Dungarvan, <clears throat> uh, which should have taken place last weekend. You know, so all these things, this is kind of when we are harvest time, I guess, you know, so we, we yeah. were sort of had a lot of stock built up for all of that kind of this time of year, I guess. Um, so it's just like stop everything, drop everything for a moment till we figure ourselves out. Um, so, uh, you know, as I said, then, so we haven't produced since, but we have been, things are starting to move out of the brewery again for our wholesalers. Now, one yep. of our wholesalers deals totally with hospitality, bar and restaurant side. So obviously there's no news there or anything, but the other that we work with um, does have a lot of off-license customers. So that's obviously where things are selling now. So they're, they're fortunately, they're starting to order again. Um, we did quickly get the online sales going, which is not something we'd done before. Um, yeah. And it was sort of a, a bit of a, sure, look, we'll see, we'll, we'll try it out, we'll see how it goes. We started initially just local delivery. And um, then we had people kind of calling for getting the further afield. So just, again, I mean, gosh, it's only been the last week or two, but it, it seems like such a long time now, you know. Um, <laughs> so, we, yeah, we got <laughs> So sort of the week leading up to Easter, whenever that was, <laughs> we 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 yeah. started getting it out nationwide that way. Um, I mean, we are restricted here in Ireland because we are wholesale licensed, so there are minimum orders and things like that. We can't kind of sell by yeah. the bottle or by the case or anything. Um, so there, that 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 was where we were debating initially, like what people actually want, volume and that kind of thing. So um, as I said, we said, look, we we'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. There's still the off license option for people. You know, we're not trying to. This isn't the only way to buy our beer or anything. Um, yeah. So it's been that. So it's been a bit, I suppose, suck it and see in a lot of ways. And then as things are extended, and then as I said, we're looking at now. Gosh, we're going to have to start brewing again soon. And we're not <laughs> looking at new beers or anything at the moment. We sort of parked any ideas of that. Yeah. But again, give me a week or two, and we we might be in a different position where we're looking. Actually, you know, it is it is time to do something different or or bring out something new or that kind of thing. So um, it's it's I suppose it's a movable feast, isn't it? It's kind of constantly evolving, and the the situation's changing and maybe or maybe it has been up to now and maybe now it's sort of okay we can see the way thing is going to pan out to, to a certain extent yeah. and this is this is the new normal now and everything and we can work towards this or, or plan around this but that's kind of the way we've it's been as well yeah. i did forget to mention and I mean, that there are two, two children and a dog here as well so there's all that to be dealing with <laughs> how's the dog doing with all the with all the people being around Loving it, <laughs> absolutely loving it. Doesn't know herself, yeah. and you know, my husband can't come into the house to to pee during the day because she thinks it's time for a walk again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 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 that's going to be a big shock for her when we all disappear back to school and work at some stage. <laughs> yeah, um, and you're the first person from Ireland that we've had on the show that, uh, as far as I can remember, and apologies if I, if I've forgotten somebody else apart from myself, obviously. Forget them, like, fine. do you get? Because I've seen, I mean, I've seen a lot of people doing something, doing the same thing that you've been doing, kind of pivoting to online sales, waiting for off trade to pick up. Like, what kind of a vibe are you getting from the rest of the industry? Like, how are people generally feeling at the moment um, with the current situation as um, it is in Ireland? From, <laughs> yeah, um, it varies, to be honest. Some, some, are telling me they're they're as busy as ever and they're lashing out the beer. <laughs> you know, do you take that with a grain of salt? Yeah. Maybe, but um, <laughs> you know, whereas others, we, uh, <laughs> but uh, but the people I believe tell me, um, some people are in, you know, better place situations. Literally, you know, I mean, we, we're in a small town, the South Coast. We're not in the yeah. thick of it in Dublin. We don't can 
which is obviously a huge um you know negative for us at the moment because i mean most of the the online sales and stuff is, is can based so that's yeah. something that goes against us maybe um being in bottle we would have a would have a good strong off sale side of things i mean most of our draft is done in the local market and outside of that it's mm-hmm. mostly off off license sales um whereas other breweries <coughs> would be the other way around they would be mostly on trade and a few i was talking to going back a couple of weeks i haven't been caught up with them again recently but uh you know we're looking at lots of big tanks of beer and nothing to put them in because we were getting the empty kegs back or you know the kegs were full or whatever so yeah yeah in that way i suppose we were at a small advantage um but uh so I guess it's different for everyone is what I'm saying. Um, there's some are, some are way up, some are way down. Even some off-license owners and workers I've been speaking to, it seems some are flying it and can't keep up with the, especially with the online sales so and things like that. And others, others have just, again, it can come to location, it can come to different factors. One person I was speaking to, yeah, yeah. Um, they were saying in their town, there's a four-hour queue to get into a supermarket. So who's going to, you're just going to get everything you need once you get in there, aren't you? And you're not going <laughs> to pop over to the other shop or the other shop to your other bits. So, so, you know, yeah. so there's yeah, just, just a load of different circumstances. But there's definitely a lot. Um, somebody I spoke to actually recently felt that, um, you know, craft was getting a boost <laughs> from this um, because people have a little more time on their hands and they can kind of think about what mm. they want and maybe brands are coming to their attention through social media. So people are, you know... We're anomalies where we're on the whole time, whereas others are kind of maybe dipping their toe into different social media things. Um, and, you know, yeah. brands are coming to their attention, that kind of thing. So whether there's truth in that, it'd be nice to think there is. <laughs> but you guys, about two, about two weeks ago, celebrated your 10th birthday. Is that right? We did, yeah. The 9th of April was the 10th yeah. anniversary of our official launch. Um, so, yeah, that was, I mean, we came into this year thinking we'd be having a big birthday party, we'd be doing this, that and the other, and, uh, you know, all those things had to be parked, so they're putting the long finger, we'll, we'll, we'll do it at some stage. Um, we had a little bit of a, a virtual birthday party, a bit of an online, um, just on social media and just throwing up, and we, we still have a lot of, I've pulled out a lot of the old archive stuff um, to start posting out and everything. Um, so it's nice to look back, but uh, yeah, it's strange to think that this is how we were spending our yeah. birthday. <laughs> I know. I bet. I bet. Even in January, you probably didn't think that this is how it would go. But I suppose. I, no. I suppose none no. of us did. No. Um, I know you're sitting very quietly in the corner. Um, when last we spoke on the podcast, which would have been a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about how you guys at, at Fox Farm had shifted to uh, curbside pickup, um, but that you were feeling a little bit. Um, uncomfortable about some of the people who were traveling from out of state to come in. Is that still happening or people yes. sort of... Ra- <laughs> <laughs> okay, long-winded question, short yeah. answer. I think that's that's how it should work. Um, it, it's weird. You'd think that it would stop. Uh, in Rhode Island, they have a closed border, so there's a checkpoint. Uh, and it's all... In America, it's all... For the most part, it's all states' rights and what the state decides. Uh, Connecticut has formed a pack with packed with uh, the bunch of surrounding states who are all going through I mean we live in the one of the hardest hit areas in America for yeah. the virus I mean not technically where we live but where I grew up and then that, the New York area is only an hour and a half so um, but no people come in with like cars full of friends 
or um, we don't see a lot of New York plates anymore, uh, but we still see Massachusetts. Actually, I have friends. And the thing is, it's, it's, it, it's how do you, it's a weird time right now in America because, like, how do you tell someone they're not being safe? So in Connecticut today, where I live, at eight goes into effect where if you go out, you have, and you can't social distance, you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So they just implemented that. We wear masks at work now. That started a week ago. My mom's friend made me one. It has leaves on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's for the most part, people are starting to get the gist of it. And like, I went to the post office because I had to mail a copy of my book to someone and no one, everyone in the post office, including people who work there had masks on. This was on Friday. Yeah. Um, they have lines on the floor. You go to the gas station to get something or pump gas. There's lines on the in the convenience store on the floor, like where to stand. They've got the plexiglass up between the employees. Everyone's got gloves. Everyone has masks. Um, I don't normally go out. My husband does the shopping for the most part. Um, so I don't really get to go to the grocery store. I don't really want to go to the grocery store. Um, mm. And I'm lucky that that's what he, he only goes like once every other week. Um, but it's, it's just such a week. Like, we've gotten, we've gotten it down. The last time I talked to you, we were like still trying to figure it out at Fox farm, but we're very yep. lucky that we've got the ring road. Um, we're brewing new beers. We've got a dark mild we're brewing and putting in a can and I'm ecstatic. Um, we're doing a Kolsch. Um, so, and we're doing another double IPA, a new one. Uh, we don't normally brew double IPAs. It's not something that, um, we want to drink. Um, so, yeah. but people want to drink them. So we're brewing another one, um, uh, probably next week or the week after. So the fact that we can make new beers, um, now and then put them in a can and sell them. We've also been for the first time ever giving, restaurants cans to sell with their we've never done that before okay um so uh restaurants that we really like that have um you know helped us from the beginning like armsby abbey in massachusetts which is an unbelievable beer bar in worcester mass uh we gave them cans to sell uh it was the first time we had ever sold cans outside the brewery ever uh in our three-year history so it was pretty cool (coughs) But yeah, everything at the brewery is doing really well. And like, we've gotten it down. Um, it's hard to stay six feet away when you're like packing and working. <laughs> uh, we yeah. Also, yeah, you can't have more than five people at work at a time. So we're trying to like be safe and like, oh, there's only five of us at work there at the most part, for the most part. So yeah, it works. Um, and then other, I'm just drawing a lot. I'm working. I was just going to ask, yeah. yeah, how is the how is the creative side of your brain going if the if the work side is being occupied? Good. I mean, we're I'm trying. The thing is, so we're the master cicerone exam is October, and I'm I don't like that. I it's hard to study. I'm drawing the visual. I'm I'm il- illustrating the entire syllabus, all thirty two yeah. pages of it, uh, which is a lot, um, which is fun to work on. But in this in the back of my head, the exam's not happening. I don't know if it will, because uh, all the people traveling um, from, like, there are a couple people, three people I know in the UK who are coming to Chicago to take it, um, myself and a bunch of other people coming from all over the country. I, I don't, in October, I just, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know no. how they're going to do it, but who knows? So I'm trying to focus and draw yeah. and whatnot. I've been doing... Um, 
uh, commissions for um, I'll draw whatever you want, essentially like bottle, can. I grew, drew a growler um, for $40 and $10 of that goes to uh, direct relief. And I've raised $130 so far. Uh, so that's been really, you know, wow, that's great. Trying to like do my part in the way that I can, which is being an illustrator and like, how do you use that for good? Uh, yeah. So that's basically what I've been doing. It's a lot of business as usual stuff, but then also trying to like help out. Uh, we're really lucky that our next door neighbors are really good friends of ours and we can socially distant in their driveway with like a fire pit. <laughs> so we actually got to like hang out with people yesterday and have some beers and some laughs and be social responsibly. And um, that was really nice. So no, and I think, I mean, you forget how much you miss that sometimes well, social contact. It's weird to think that like, yeah, that you can't hang out with my mom. I hadn't seen my mom in over a month and she came to the brewery and she just sat in her car and I hadn't seen her in so long. And she like rolled up and I almost started to cry because it was just like, my mom's here. And like, when will <laughs> I be able to hug my mother again? Which is such a weird and like terrible. It's just, I, it's, but it's yeah. so good to see her. Um, yeah. Only from like a distance. So. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's tough, isn't it? Um and it leads me quite uh, seamlessly uh, into a question that Stu posed to me before we started the podcast, which was, you know, we all miss beer, we all miss work, we all miss going out. What are the things that people, that you guys are missing the most right now? Stu, you asked the question, maybe you have an answer. Yeah, uh, I've got lots of things, I think, but I guess just the energy of London, I miss the most. I'm an extrovert and, uh, you know, it's not so much about being the centre of attention, it's about being just amongst that kind of energy. Um, you know, whether it's people in the brewing industry or just getting off the train when there are that many people around and kind of feeling, you know, feeling that to like drive you on. Um, I'm going to miss yeah. that. I miss that quite a lot. Um, and it's been, because I was down in the States beforehand, obviously it was, uh, I'm about six weeks into, you know, not having been into London, which I really miss. Um, the long-term thing that I'm kind of like worried about, I guess, is like when I can get back to New Zealand, I usually go back every year and we have yeah. an annual general meeting there and I'm back there seeing the breweries in New Zealand and Australia as well. And um, I'll be, I've got family back there as well. My dad and brother and one of my brothers and one of my sisters are there. I've got, luckily I've got some here as well. Um, so yeah, the thought that, especially the way things are looking at the moment, it looks like New Zealand could be one of the first countries to like, um, totally get rid of the virus um which may mean the borders are locked down even more and you know it could be years before i get the chance to go back so um i certainly yeah i miss that and the and the sort of thought of when i might be able to get back is um is a little bit of a worry as well um yeah and then of course the classic that we all we all miss if you especially if you live in britain i think pubs i miss pubs so much yeah yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you say that about about international travel, and I mean, it seems frivolous for those of us who use it for 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 holidays. But as you were saying, I mean, you have a lot of family, you have a lot of friends back in New Zealand, and yeah, who who knows when borders will be reopened, when flights will resume? Yeah, yeah, especially. I mean, the way they're talking at the moment, New Zealand could be. You know, it might be that you can't get in there unless you do two weeks quarantine when you go there, because you know, obviously the they're potentially going to be one of the few countries in the world that can eradicate it within the next few months. Um, I'm not yeah. sure that will happen, but, you know, it's a, it's a lot harder to do that in the middle of Europe or the US or something where you've got so many more people and uh, 
state borders or national borders and things like that here, which, um, you know, as soon as they start looking to open them, um, people are going to be moving around a lot. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll be, if you go back, you'll be in there in the biosecurity unit next to all of the illegal fruit and veg that people yeah. are trying to uh, totally. to bring into the country. Yeah, American hops and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, what about you, Claire? Is there anything that you felt that you've been missing in the last, let's say, six weeks, two months that uh, that, that you've noticed? Um. Well, you, you know, you, you said at the start we weren't allowed to say pubs, so <laughs> not going to go there. <laughs> um, we have, <clears throat> I mean, this is going to sound a bit corny maybe, but especially just listening to Stu there, um, you know, we've we really come to appreciate where we are, where, you know, we're, we're, we're in the town we, we grew up in, we being my husband and I, sorry, um, yep. we were our parents na- nearby, we can actually go and chat to them from the garden and things like that, you know, so we're, we, we've really come to appreciate what's around us we have a great two kilometer <laughs> radius that we, we can cover a lot of ground in and you know we, we pretty much live in the town but we're quite near we, we could be in the country in 10 minutes as well walking um so we we've learned to appreciate maybe where we are and i think there's a lot worse places and situations where we could be doing this um in terms of what i'd miss i mean i just miss the social side i'd love to just meet up with a gang any gang <laughs> Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be in a restaurant or a pub. It can be in the garden, whatever, just to meet meet up with some people and, um, you know, have some nice food and some good beers and a bit of music and that kind of thing is, is I think that would be the first thing on my list um, yeah. w- when things are lifted. Um, obviously, that's <clears throat> not thinking of work things or not thinking of business things. Um, that's the purely personal side of it. Um, no, but that's, I that's mean... really where I, where, what, what I, what I would miss, I would say. And yeah. I suppose not, um, you know, you're, you're living in Brussels, you're, you know, etc. Um, we are, we, we're near to our family and everything. So we're kind of, we're happy where we are, I suppose. You're making me all maudlin now. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, no, I don't know. This is, this is, this is sort of a part of the reason of the show is for all of us to get sad together. Uh, <laughs> what about you? Um, is there, is there anything, I mean, you obviously talked about missing your mum and having an opportunity to give her a hug and everything. Is there anything you and your and your partner are really looking forward to once this is all done? Well, it's never going to be done, but once you know, yeah. uh, there's some relaxation. There's a there's a really like there's a really we don't have pub culture obviously in America, um, but there's a like college bar near our house that has this like it's just full of like weird regulars and there's lots of TVs. And they have, you can get a 23-ounce Miller Lite in a glass that's shaped like an American football for $3.50 on Sundays. Uh, and half price of appetizers. So you can have, like, two giant beers and mozzarella sticks and something else. And the bill comes to, like, $22. Like it's, And I miss being able to, like, spontaneously be like, oh, let's go to Elmer's for, for um for dinner or I miss like my, my husband's a night owl. So he goes to bed much later than I do and he sleeps in. Um, and then I wake up earlier and we woke up at the same time and we both were like, let's go to the diner. And you just forget that you can't go get breakfast and you're like, Oh wait, we can't do that. And you're like, Oh, okay. Um, and then I, we've been virtually traveling. So we'll like pick. Okay. We really want to go to, for some reason we really want to go to Perth. Cause we went to Australia last year and we loved it. Um, we were in Melbourne and we really, really enjoyed it. So it was like, let's go back to Australia. And so we'll like watch 
terrible YouTube videos of like people walking around cities, you know, being like, this is the beach and like got the selfie stick. Um, we first did it with this country of Montenegro. And then now we're just like watching bad influencer travel videos. Um, <laughs> to be like, cause I, you know, I'm supposed to be at the craft brewers conference right now mm. uh, in San Antonio. Um, my flight was supposed to leave yesterday. And it's so weird that, you know, we, I can't, I'm travel such a big part of my life. And the fact that, you know, my mom's supposed to be coming back from Argentina. She was supposed to go to Argentina for a month because um, she's retired and she travels most like the, for every, like every March she goes. And so her not being able to travel and like me not being able to travel has just been like, I want to go somewhere, but you can't, yeah. can't go anywhere. And they don't want you to go anywhere. And I respect that. Um, so we've been virtually traveling and I look forward to like going to Elmer's and stuffing my face full of some kind of cheese deep fried garbage um, <laughs> uh, and drinking, you know, too many macro lagers. Um, and then, you know, like when will we get to go on a plane again? When will I get to, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we still like, we live within the flight pattern of the airport. So sometimes a plane will land. And planes are still taking off. Uh, you can go places um, here. Um, it's a very strange thing where, like, you see planes fly off, but you're not supposed to leave the house. And then we've had those protests that you've probably seen mm -hmm. on the news with people being utter yeah. fucking idiots. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's such a weird time in America right now. It's just very weird. Yeah. But it's a weird time everywhere, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're desire for deep fried cheese based products is a reasonably optimistic note on which to wrap up the show normally for listeners for uh, regular listeners this is normally the the segment where um i either sound off well i usually sound off on something that has irked me or annoyed me on the internet in the past week um on a previous episode i was recommended to finish on a positive note and that's what we're going to do so we're not going to complain about the things that are annoying us this week um i think you just got in there with your uh, issues with MAGA supporters um, yeah. <laughs> um, but before we do wrap up uh, I do want to give the guests an opportunity to flag where people can find what they're doing um, the online shops that they have the work that they're doing at the moment Claire do you want to maybe kick off where people can find you, what you're doing with Dungarvan at the moment yeah our website is com. Uh, our online shop is there but we've also got a stockist page so we've got a Google map there of all the the stockists of our beer uh, throughout Ireland so if you're looking for us you'll find us there and we're on generally our social media handle is Dungarvan Brew Co so on Twitter, Instagram etc under that Perfect, uh, what about you Stu? Yeah we're uh, yeastyboys.co.nz given the New Zealand uh, you know, uh, roots that we have uh, and there's links there to the UK shop, New Zealand shop, and an Australian one as well. And then we're all over social media as well uh, as Yeasty Boys. If you find a clown punk band or a bagel place, that's not us. We're the brewing ones. But um, <laughs> we have some, uh, some creative uh, Yeasty Boys uh, cousins, uh, both based in America, actually, both in California. Okay. Dynamic trio. Yeah. Uh, and M, for, for listeners who can't remember where they can find you, can you remind them? Yep. Uh, Pintsandpanels.com. Uh, my site's updated every day now since the pandemic started with new content for visual beer education. I'm um, also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, at Pints and Panels. 
Perfect. Um, so that's it. It's been wonderful having you on and getting to chat to you in these strange times. Um, stay safe, stay well, and hopefully when all this blows over, we can meet for a beer. Okay? That'd be great. Cheers. Thanks, Owen. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. And that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Many thanks to our guests and to all you listeners out there. If you enjoyed today's show, do make sure to subscribe and we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Until the next time.